Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's some things you cannot change. You can't grow taller. You can't get shorter. You know, you can't yeah. change your comport. You know, there's some things that, that are untouchable, but I'm talking about mm. the things that you can control, mm. like exercising. You can do that, yes. you, know, you know, in some form of fashion. Mm. Getting enough sleep, going to the doctor annually, going to the dentist, eating the right mm. foods. You know, I'm, I'm being very practical, but we yeah. still have to do our job to make sure that we are looking our best yes. for our significant others. They deserve yes. that. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Hey, everybody. Today we're going to be talking about your physical appearance and how we present ourselves to our spouse. And um, this is something that I think a lot of people shy away from. But mm-hmm. before before you stone us, um, <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to have a conversation about this very important topic. Yes, and we have a very qualified speaker with us today, Brother Myron Weidman Jr. He is the associate pastor at DeKalb United Pentecostal Church in Stone Mountain, Georgia. That's the metro Atlanta area. And um, I actually had the privilege of having Brother Myron Weidman in one of my counseling classes back in 2016. He was a student in the Bachelor of Science program in human development, and he earned a concentration in counseling. Um, And so he does a lot of counseling in his ministerial duties. And so we're honored to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for being on. Thank you so much, Adam and Carissa. I am honored to be on as well. Well, tell, tell our audience a little bit about what you do as a minister and your counseling capacity, maybe um, the folks that you see, the topics that tend to come up. Okay. Um, As you said, I am the associate pastor. My father is the senior pastor. And I am, um, I guess you can say the lead pastor as far as the day-to-day operations throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, it it ranges from preaching, teaching, um, counseling. And of course, I see a 
a wide variety uh, of, of, of different people uh, mm-hmm. as far as premarital counseling, postmarital uh, counseling, uh, also dealing sometimes with uh, parents and children. So, so the, the, the dynamics, they range, they're very vast on what I deal with. So I see a lot of uh, different things. So mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. Good. Well, we are excited to have you talking about this particular topic. And like Adam said, for those who are listening, before you stone us <laughs> about, you know, making the statement that looks do matter, let's uh, let's dive into it from a biblical perspective. And um, Myron, will you share with us um, some of those reflections that you had? You, t- you talked to us about Genesis 2 and um, how when God presented Eve to Adam, what happened and, and how does this how does this underpin what we're going to talk about today? Right, right. I would definitely uh, uh, mention Brother Adam, uh, not this Brother Adam. <laughs> <laughs> the other Adam. The other Adam, the, the original Adam. Yes. Uh, let, let me preface uh, what I'm getting ready to say uh, by first, I don't want anybody, especially if you don't know me. I don't want anybody to label me as carnal. I don't want any, <laughs> I want to just get this out. Here's the disclaimer. I don't want uh-huh. anybody to label me as a heretic. But mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I do uh, advise, especially singles, uh, people who are looking to get married, I do advise them that you're looking for a potential spouse. Make sure that you are first physically attracted to them. Mm-hmm. Once again, don't stone me. Put the rocks down, please. Please <laughs> give give me a chance to explain and build my case. But I but I do teach them. I know we don't hear a lot of preaching about this. Most of the time, it's about oh, it doesn't matter how he looks. It doesn't matter how she looks as long mm-hmm. as they love God. And you know that's that's good preaching material. And you know youth camps and and, and, and youth conferences and people go crazy. But mm-hmm. realistically speaking, you need to make sure that you are physically attracted to the person that you plan on spending the rest of your life with. That's now, physica- physicality, spirituality, however you want to look at it, to me, it's one A and one B. Okay. However you want to, however you want to look at it, it's one A and one B. Even research, it shows that uh, the first thing that draws somebody to you uh, is how they look to you. Mm-hmm. I heard and I read one time, somebody said that it literally only takes three seconds for your eyes and your mind to decide if somebody is attractive to you. If you ah. think about it, if you think about it, you don't see a man or a woman uh, walking down the street and you say, oh, man, that Holy Ghost looks beautiful on you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> oh, man, that anointing just smells good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, that's 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 not reality. That's, right. that's, that's a hallmark or, you know, something like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing that you usually see uh, is a pretty face or you, or, or, or you see the physique and you will be surprised. And maybe you guys, and, and, and I know you guys are familiar with this, but as a pastor, we I see this all the time. You would be surprised at how many people marry people that they are not physically attracted to. Hmm. And then here it is. They wonder why they have issues with intimacy or issues in the bedroom. Uh, there, was a se- there was a session one time of a newlywed couple, and they was having uh, uh, some intimacy issues. And, and, and the question was asked by the counselor, if you could change anything about your spouse, what would you change? And then, of course, the wife spoke up and she said, I wish I wish my husband was lighter uh, complex. I, I wish his skin was lighter. Oh, wow. OK. okay. Wow. And then um, uh, the man spoke up and said, well, I wish you were taller. 
And so now (laughs) these are attributes, these are physical attributes that cannot be changed. Right. Right. You know, (laughs) I don't think that you can, you know, grow taller and and change (laughs) your complexion. So so that's why it's imperative that before you marry somebody, please make sure that you are physically attracted to them. Now, let me also give another disclaimer. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so so there's not one particular um, image that says this is beautiful and this is not beautiful. What may look beautiful to you may not be the same for anybody. And that's fine. But you have to choose the person. You have to choose to make that attractive and pleasing to your eyes. Because here it is right here. The truth of the matter is, Adam and Carissa, is that this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. 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 We're supposed to, right? Right. Mm-hmm. To, to death do us part. That's right. This is the person that, that, that you're going to make love to for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. This is the person that you're going to wake up to, you know, every morning. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see. I don't know how it is there, you know, but you're going to see the rollers and the noxzema and <laughs> the flannel pajamas. I mean, you know, uh-huh. you're going to see everything. So you need to make sure this is somebody that you want to be with intimately, mm-hmm. you know, physically attracted to for the rest of your life. This is the person that you're going to kiss every single day. Yes, make sure he or she is spiritual, please. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. that's listening and watching, please mm-hmm. make sure they speak and talk. Make sure. You know, they're fire baptized and they're, mm-hmm. they pay their tithes. That's important, too. <laughs> Come on. Right. <laughs> make, make, make sure make sure they're submitted to authority. You know, all that good stuff. But please make sure that you like what you see. Mm. In, two, in 2005, I was an intern. Uh, I, I know we're not getting to this subject, but uh, I backslidded when I was about 15, 16 years old. And I mm. came back home and, and got back in the church and I was 21. And my dad uh, felt it was good for me to go to the POA. Uh, in Alexandria, Louisiana, mm-hmm. for 16 weeks, and I was a I was an intern there, and, okay. and, and those six those 16 weeks changed my life, mm-hmm. and and uh, that's where I actually met my wife. At she her, her family still goes to the POA now. Wow. Okay. And um, I'll I'll never forget it. It was the second week I was there, and it was the end of service, and, mm-hmm. and Pastor Anthony Mangan, I think he had preached that Sunday night, and and uh, you know the altar call was finishing up, and I was sitting there on the front row with the interns, and I looked over, and sure, uh, I saw my wife or she wasn't my wife at that time, but I saw Tanya. She was at the altar. Thank God for that. But mm-hmm. if I can be honest, the first thing I noticed was her beauty. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I mean, I mean that if I can be honest, I'm glad she was, she was at the altar. But the sure. first thing I noticed was just, I mean, how yeah. how beautiful she was. Yeah. You know, and many times people say, you know, focus on the, the, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, which you should. But if we can be technically correct and honest before we even get to that. If I don't think somebody is physically attractive, I won't even mm-hmm. get that far to know if you're, you know, spiritual or yeah. emotionally stable. You're not crazy, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, exactly. So, you know, yeah, you know, you have to be physically attracted to the person that you're getting ready to marry. And you did mention, yeah. you did mention Adam in the original Adam. Yep. Uh, in in Genesis, yeah. Jesus put him to sleep. Jesus said, "It's not good for man to be alone." Mm-hmm. Put him to sleep. Took a rib out created a woman. He woke up and there she is. She's not singing on the praise team. <laughs> you know, she's not teaching Bible studies. You know, she's not running the aisles. Uh-huh. She's, not laying, she's not laying hands on the sick and casting out demons. She's just standing there in all of her beauty and glory. Uh-huh. 
And Adam looked up and Adam just say, are you spiritual? Are you emotionally stable? Are you financially <laughs> secure? No, he didn't say that. He, he said, whoa, man. Whoa. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, whoa, man. He liked he what said, he saw. He yeah. liked what he saw. And he said, right. bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Hey, friends. We'll be right back to our interview. But one quick note. If you love what you're listening to, you might also enjoy going through our card decks that we designed to help couples stay connected and in each other's world. So there's Foundations, which is our starter deck, and it's all about boosting your communication skills. And then there's Sexpectations, which is all about spicing up your intimate connection. And then there's Realizations, which is a deck for all couples, but especially dating or engaged couples who want to see how well they really know each other. So grab a deck or two, or three, by heading over to our website, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com slash cards. All right, back to the show. Let me throw one more story. That's good, please. That's good. Let, me, let me throw one more story in. And there was a story I heard, there was a man, uh, he married a woman, and he married the woman because he said that she had, had the voice of an angel. <clears throat> he said that when she would sing, uh, he said he don't know if, if it was chills or the anointing. Are, are both, he said, mm-hmm. but, whenever, but, but whenever he heard her voice, it sounded like an angel. So he said, you know what? He said, I, I, I have to marry this woman. He said, I, you know, I, I, I can't imagine living without her. Okay. And so they get married and, and you know, they, they go to the hotel or wherever they went to uh, consummate their, their marriage. And, and uh, he, he gets in the bed and he rolls over and he looks at her. And when it's time to consummate the marriage, he shakes his head and he says, please just sing, baby. Just, just. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just, wow. Just, just sing, baby. Just, just sing. Now, yeah. as, as, as funny and mm-hmm. sad as that is, that's what happens to a lot of people. Yeah, it's they marry people. They marry people who have a social persona, people that mm-hmm. uh, maybe are you know, spiritual giants. They can preach good. They can sing good. They marry people who are mm-hmm. financially secure, people that can take care of them. But mm-hmm. maybe they're funny. They have a good time with each other, but they are not physically attracted to them. Mm-hmm. Hear me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. physicality is not everything. I don't, sure. I don't, hopefully I don't have to explain that to our audience. Hopefully we understand that yeah. physicality is not everything, but you are fooling yourself if you mm-hmm. think it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love that. It's yeah. like part A and part B, right? It's like they're both part of the whole. We are holistic beings. Right. And we, you've said this, that, that we um, need to be putting our best foot forward. We need to be giving our best self to our spouse. Well, that's spiritually, that's mentally, that's in our communication, but it's also physically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. something I was thinking too is, of course, your mind goes to what is the danger, mm-hmm. right? So because God created us to see beauty, mm-hmm. it's all around us. And like your like your your you know kind of your story, but the joke within it is, you know, we're gonna be faced, of course, you know, with alternatives, mm-hmm. right, right. So I'm walking yeah. down the road and I see beauty, but it, it's important that we see that same beauty within our marriage. And I guess yeah. at one, okay, so there's kind of two stages, right? We have listeners that are dating, mm-hmm. 
So this would be a, hey, find somebody that you're physically attracted to. That's it. That's it. Then we also have the married folks Mm -hmm. that, okay, we've chosen. Now that choice is done. And hopefully we're attracted to that person. Hopefully it wasn't just she has a great personality or he has a great personality or he had a great job or something like that. Um, I guess we could kind of talk about the the two different aspects. So for dating, physicality is one of the first things that we that we see. Why do people ignore that attribute? Because I think that we all want to be attracted to somebody, I I would think. But why do we ignore that attribute sometimes in the dating aspect? Right. I, you know, I think sometimes Adam is that people just don't wait. Mm-hmm. Pe- people are in a hurry for whatever reason. Maybe they're, they're 25 or, you know, if you're single in 25 in the apostolic church <laughs> and down the world, you know, that's another story, but in the apostolic sure. church, now people are looking at you. Is something wrong with you? And there's almost like a stigma on you, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, you have pressure from the outside, your parents, you know, I'm, I'm ready to have some grandkids. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Anybody on the horizon? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know, so you have so many outside uh, influences. So, so sometimes I think people don't wait and they find somebody maybe that they, they click with. Maybe, you know, like I said, they have a good time with somebody that really cares about them. Somebody that can financially take care of them and stuff sure. like that. And I, and I think they just rush in, you know, not considering yeah. that you have to make sure that physical attraction is there because as you say it, bro, we live in a very visual world. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's beauty everywhere. I'm, yeah. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all around us. Mm-hmm. And so, and so if you have not married somebody who you were physically attracted to, you are setting yourself up yeah. for danger. Absolutely. You know, so, so, so until you find that person, of course, you know, make sure the spiritual aspect is there, you know, make sure, mm-hmm. you know, they're emotionally stable, make, you know, make sure you go through, you know, the whole process, make right. sure, you know, you meet, you meet the family and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. please, like I say, make sure that you, yeah. there's a physical attraction. And I think sometimes also in the church, we don't like dealing with this because it makes us feel, you know, awkward. It makes us feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm superficial. Or carnal, like you yeah, said. Superficial. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or carnal. But 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 the way I look at it is, is that you you can feel however you want. I'm the one that's gonna have to, you know, live with <laughs> yeah. this for the rest of my life. Exactly. You know, so I want to make sure that every every day I wake up, every time I come home, that you know, when I see my wife, I'm like Adam, I'm pleased every single yes. day. This is mm-hmm. this 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 woman, she was beautiful from day one, and she and, and she gets more beautiful every single day, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's the attitude that you know we have to have. So so so, so I, I would suggest to people make sure you be patient, have faith, have weight. I know you're 25, 28, 32, or whatever, mm-hmm. but do not settle yeah. because I'm telling you, you're gonna get married and, and you're gonna look at her and him, and they're not gonna be physically what you wanted, and then your eyes are gonna start wondering to what yeah. you really wanted, but you should have waited from the beginning. And let God send you significant other. I think a big part of it, too, when it comes to dating and the rush to get married, uh, everything you've said, the church culture, the pressure from parents. I think another piece of it is we might get confused with feeling physically attracted with feeling desired, physically desired. And so it's like, 
oh my goodness, all these hormones are raging. I'm feeling desired. I like that feeling. It's a secure feeling. It's an adventurous feeling. And they confuse that with, am I really attracted to the other person just because they're making me feel desired and attractive? That's true. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so good. That's so good. You know, another thing I would add, if I can very quickly, Please. Um, um, I guess as an addendum is that, like you said, Adam, you know, there's two audiences that we're probably uh, speaking to. Of course, there's the single audience. Then there's the people that are already married. One thing that uh, I would also suggest is that after you get married, once again, for lack of a better description, don't let yourself go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and hear me. That's not just towards, you know, the woman, because because right. sometimes she can get, you know, the female can kind of get the brunt of that. You know, they're the ones that have the children, have the kids. And then, you know, of course, women get older. You have the menopause. You have so much stuff. going sure. on. This is, this is for the man as well, yeah. too, because men let themselves go. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, yeah. it, you know, sometimes it sickens me and infuriates me when, you know, when I can hear a man um, uh, talking so much about how his wife, you know, after having two or three kids, you know, she, you know, she's let her self go but then you look at him and i'm like mm. have you looked yeah. in the mirror lately sir yeah. <laughs> sure. you, know, yeah. you know you know you don't look the same either you know so so yeah. i think that after you get married you know i still think that now of course there's some things you cannot change right as, as i mentioned earlier you can't grow taller you can't get shorter you know you can't yeah. change your comport you know there's something that that are untouchable but i'm talking about right. the things that you can control mm-hmm. like exercising you can do that you know, yes. you know, in some form or fashion, mm-hmm. getting enough sleep, going to the doctor annually, going to the dentist uh, twice a year, eating the right mm-hmm. foods. You know, I'm, I'm being very practical and pragmatic. Yeah. So good. Please. But 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 this is true. You know, we all get older. I, you know, I look at pictures of myself. You know, I've been married. Tw- I've been married 12 years and I'm almost embarrassed. Like, man, you know, what in the world is, is going on? You know, because yeah. I'm older, kids yeah. are involved, our metabolism slows down, life sure. gets busier and stuff like yeah. that. But we still yeah. have to do our job to make sure that we are looking our best yes. for our significant others. They deserve it. Yes. I love how yeah. you're you're distinguishing between the natural occurrences of just getting older. Your body's going to change. You're, yeah. You probably will gain some weight and your hair color is going to change and right. your complexion might change with wrinkles and yeah. spots. And and um and you might have health issues, but do your best to take care of the temple that God is giving right. you. Right. Well, because there's yeah. so there's there's no there's no like pinnacle of perfection that we're comparing the bodies that we ought to have exactly. to. Yeah. But what I guess the conversation is take care of what God's given you. Yeah. There you go. It's not that you have to look a certain way. You don't have to look like this model or whatever. It's right. let's take care of our body, our temple. Let's let's make sure that we upkeep it just like we would go and clean our church and keep that pretty. Right. Let's do the same thing to our body because that's the first thing other people see ab- about us besides our spouse too. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. Like you said to the best of our ability. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that we just cannot change, yep. you know, but, but, but once again, the things that we can change and control, we need mm-hmm. to make sure that we're uh, doing our due diligence and doing the best that we can. It's good. Our spouse will deserve that. They deserve that. So I have a, a difficult question for you. Say somebody uh, is in the that second group of people we're talking about that they are already married 
And they're having a wake up call. They're like, man, like I haven't focused enough on physicality. My spouse hasn't focused on physicality. How do they have that conversation with their spouse to where they want to maybe make a shift in this area? Well, one thing for me that I would suggest is that the best way to uh, approach this is not to necessarily point a finger and say, uh, you know what, I think you should, you know, right. uh, put the put the, put the pork down. You know, you know, you know, stop. <laughs> you know, I, I I think you're asking for 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 you know a, a good old knockout drag out. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. So the, you know, the way I would approach it is to say, you know what, honey, we've been married five years, ten years, fifteen, twenty years, whatever. I think it would be good for us to maybe both get a gym membership, spend some time with each other. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting older and stuff like that. I think, I think if we both do that, maybe that'll give us other, you know, mm-hmm. uh, outlets to connect with each other and stuff. So yeah. basically, what I'm saying is, is to put yourself also in the equation. Don't just point a finger as if to say it's the other person who needs to do all the work. It's right. the other right. person who needs to lose weight or needs to start doing this or doing that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would include myself and say, you know what? Let's take a walk tonight or, 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 or once or twice a week. Let's, you know, you know, this is our walk night where we just go out. We can connect. So we, can, we can just be intimate, just talk about anything. But at the same time, you get some exercise. Both of you guys yep. are losing weight at the same time. You know, so yep. include yourself and don't just tell her or him, you need to go out there and yes. you know, run around the block or run around the neighborhoods. I love that. I love that it's the, the we and us language. I also love that it's focused on what to do and not on what not to do. Right. So you're not saying put the pork down, stop eating that. It, you're, you're focused on what to do. So it's a positive change that you're making together. Mm-hmm. That works for me. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So good. I love that. Yeah. Adam's smiling because he wants to know if I'm going to share something. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm nervous. No. So I'll, I'll be vulnerable and share. It's it's a good lesson that we learned in the very first couple years of our marriage, but uh, Adam. Well, well, because we entered the marriage yes. with just different values on right. food, and insecurities about each other. Yes. So to kind of preface like that. Yes. So go ahead, babe. You want to you want to share more of the so, background? Yeah. So I didn't have the most tactful way of approaching this sort of thing, and sometimes. Um, so when we first got married. Carissa um, had different eating habits than I did. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not as, I'm just kind of that quick metabolism and not very, don't have to worry so much. But also I never was very emotionally connected to food. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm done. I don't care if I have stuff on my plate. I'm done. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm full. I'm good. And I didn't ever eat, you know, like I had these, I don't know. Now I find out that's not super common. But for me, it was just normal. And I had a lot of nostalgia attached to food. And so there were, you know, ice cream nights and, you know, sounds, like Sounds that. like me. Yes. You, you, sound, you sound like me and you sound like Tanya, like, like my wife. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. And so it, it was just a difference in values. And so his approach to trying to shift that in me was telling me not to eat things, right? Well, so Carissa would sometimes kind of offhandedly mm-hmm. say something like, Remember, this is like a year in, two years in of our marriage. But she would say stuff like, yeah, I just want to stop or like, could you just help me sometimes? And 
Sure, I welcomed his help. She welcomed yeah. my help. So I thought this looked in this particular way. I thought she meant she wanted me just to remind her. <laughs> so at these inopportune moments, I'd be like, "You sure you want to eat that? Are you sure you're gonna have another one?" Yeah. <laughs> right. I could identify with this. I wish my wife was on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she did not appreciate that. Yes. And I was yes. I was very confused. Like, well. I thought you wanted me to help you, but mm-hmm. then you're kicking me in the teeth every time I, I try to help you. Yeah. But then my help wasn't exactly helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I totally. So I, I guess the solution for us was to when, when this sort of thing came up, when she would say something, maybe I asked her, baby, how do you want me to support you in this? Yeah. Or, okay. What is the dream behind the conflict here? So that's a, actually a wonderful tip for people trying to figure out a, something that you're gridlocked in. You know, okay. we, have a, we have a conflict, but okay, what is the dream or the values behind the conflict that we can both get behind? How can we go to a higher level and both agree? So both of us would agree that health is important. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. But and the ha- conflict is about the second cookie, but it's really not about the second cookie. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So maybe going about it a little bit differently and asking our help. Okay. So how can we both understand what we're going for and support each other in getting there? Yes. I don't know. So you, you Yeah. So you've had that same sort of thing going on. How did you go, guys go about this, this dilemma. sort of topic yeah. and dilemma? Same, you know, same, same type of concept, same type of concept. You know, when, when I got married, my wife, you know, her family is, is, is very healthy. Many times I would call her a health nut, which, which may have not, which may have not been good, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, all they ate was fish, uh, baked or grilled chicken and turkey. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know, I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Georgia, you know, so we eat, you know, I grew up, <laughs> my, my grandparents would eat would eat uh, chitlins and, and and pig feet, and I didn't really eat any of that type of stuff. You know? <laughs> and, and pork ribs and and uh, mm-hmm. collard greens and macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese, soul food. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's how I grew up with all that cholesterol. <laughs> and so and and so I'll never forget the first week of us being married. We went to the grocery store to you know get our groceries, and uh, I'm putting butter inside the uh, basket she's taking it out and she's putting i can't believe it's not butter in the basket <laughs> and i'm like whoa i said i just better just go to work <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's that's one thing we didn't talk about we talked about everything else but we didn't talk about food <laughs> you know, who thinks about food you know? that's and an so important topic ground, though yeah i see now you know i'm putting ground beef in you know in the cart she's taking it out putting ground turkey and I'm like, ground turkey? I don't want that. I'm putting pork bacon. She's putting turkey bacon. I said, this stuff tastes like cardboard. I don't, <laughs> I don't want any turkey bacon. And so, you know, we we bumped heads. We bumped heads for, mm-hmm. for a while until we took that same concept. Look, we both want to be healthy. What are some things that we can do? And 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 now 12 years in, she has me eating uh, ground turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. You know, but, but but it worked when she stopped beating me up and telling me how unhealthy I was, you know, yes. and, and, and and she was patient with me and, and, and we both agreed we want to be healthy, mm-hmm. we want to, you know, live our best life and, and, and we got a plan and, and together is it's work. If I can also add this mm-hmm. real quick to the to the weak concept, this literally just happened uh last night. And like mm-hmm. I said, I know our time is probably running out, 
This okay. literally happened last night. <clears throat> my wife, she was exercising. I was just talking about physicality, right? Okay. And so uh, she's, she's exercising. She's right in the living room, and, and, and now she's all into this kickboxing stuff. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, so I, I is Chris. Oh, so, so, so you all would, would, would be friends. Okay. <laughs> so, so she's downstairs in the living room, and she has the, the table moved and everything, and, and, and she's kicking, she's punching. Sometimes I think if she's getting prepared for me, j- just in case something <laughs> happens, I'm like, oh my I'm like, Whoa, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's punching, and she's kicking and stuff, and, and, and sometimes uh, our daughter, she's four, she'll be five and three. She come down, she does it and stuff, and she's down there punching Aww. with the mom and stuff. And I was sitting on the sofa, and I, and I was studying on, on the laptop, and I looked up, and my wife, she was frustrated and she literally stopped in the middle of her workout and she just kind of sat on the sofa and she was just breathing hard, sweating. And, and, and I could tell, you know, she was, she was not in a good mood or in a good place for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but the, the, the video is still going. They're still up there. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I'm over there on my laptop and I'm looking, I'm thinking maybe she's taking a break and then three minutes, four minutes, five minutes go by and I look up and finally I say, Tanya, are, are you okay? And she looked over at me and she said, I'm just frustrated, Myron. And I said, I said, what, what's going on? She said, I, you know, my body is not where it, you know it used to be, and I'm trying to keep up. And she said, I, I, I'm just frustrated, you know. And 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 and, and in that moment, I could have said, oh, just get over it, you know, keep going like that or whatever. But I put and 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 now this ties in with intimacy as well. This and so and and so I put the laptop down. The video is still going. My daughter is going by now back upstairs. I go over there to her, put my arm around her, pull her in. Five minutes, we just sit there and talk, and, and, and I encourage her and tell her you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's tough for you. I said, but you look good. No, 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 no. I don't look good. I said, listen, <laughs> you still look good to me. Keep working, baby. I'm proud of you. Keep going. I said, you know what? I said, instead of me on my laptop or encouraging, I said, let me get let, let me get in with you. Oh, and so I, I and so I got up and I'm punching with her and I'm I'm kicking and doing all kind of stuff. Mm. And, and and let me tell you, Adam and Carissa, you know, this was just yesterday. I mean, it was one of the most intimate moments mm-hmm. that we've had in a while. And see, and, and, and if people aren't careful, and I, I feel like I'm transitioning again. I know we got to go. Really good. So if, good. If we're not careful, people think sex is intimacy. Right. But, but you can have sex and not even be intimate. So mm-hmm. true. Just with me putting my arm around her mm-hmm. and just affirming her and letting her know I still love you. You still look good. And you know what? You're not in this fight alone. I need to be in this fight too. Let me get up and, and work mm-hmm. with you. And it was it, it was beautiful. So we go back to that same concept. It's not about what you need to do. It's about what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And it always works out like that. It always works out. That's so good. That's an invitation to intimacy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. There's like five things that we could talk, touch on just on that that, that are so good. Yeah. But the fact that you were attuned, that you noticed... So some people just don't notice those things mm-hmm. that my wife is down that you know that something's going on and or they or they're not responsive necessary attributes for connection or are being available and being responsive and you were both that was sitting down you know being responsive to what was going on but then you know being available to hold her frustration with her mm-hmm. yes you know, and then jumping in, being willing to jump in and exert your own effort to help her kind of get out of that funk. Yeah. Absolutely. Another big thing was 
I find that sometimes spouses are hypercritical about their bodies. So mm-hmm. kind of the flip side, not just letting themselves go, but they're never good enough mm-hmm. for their spouse. Yeah. Even though their spouse is rah-rahing them and like, babe, you look amazing. And, and a lot of times people do. Maybe they have one pound extra that they don't want on. But they're hypercritical and then punish themselves but because they punish themselves, they also uh, push their partner away and say, no, you can't, you can't love me mm-hmm. because I don't look the way this model on TV looks or this model on a magazine that I saw at the store looks. Mm-hmm. And so because I, I don't fit my narrative the way I want to be, look, I'm not going to allow you in or close yeah. so I can feel that pain. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. That took a sense of maturity on your wife's part Mm -hmm. to let you in last night when she sensed that you were being responsive and available and very present and supportive she still could have cut you off and say no I don't fit my narrative of what I think I should be and let that shame set in but she let you into that space yes absolutely and I'm glad she did we had a good night we had a good night Amen. Thanks for sharing that story. That's that's such a well. It's a vulnerable story. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's. I think it's. That's where we live. But it's reality. It's, it's reality. That's it. On the note of intimacy, you know, you mentioned that you can have sex without being intimate. Um, what are some of those things that you would recommend for folks who tend to have that disconnected sexuality in their marriage? Um, where they want to regain that intimacy, they want to re-engage with their whole self, body, mind, and spirit, and with their spouse. How would you, what are some practical tips for re-engaging in that intimate connection? Right now, uh, I'm I'm glad you said that because that's what intimacy is. It's 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 holistic. Yeah. It's mind, body, soul, spirit. As I <clears throat> as I previously mentioned, intimacy is not just sex. That may be you know, a component of that, but, but, but in itself, that's not the totality of, of intimacy. And so when it comes to intimacy, um, uh, for me, my, my, my suggestion is that it doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it, it just, you, you know, you don't just, uh, trip into intimacy. You have to be intentional. Yeah. You know, my wife and I, we used to, of course, things have changed with two kids now. Uh, it's it's tougher to find babysitters when you have two. It's easy when you have one. <laughs> but when you have two, and then when they get together, and then it's like five, it's you know, it's whole other it's story. It's exponential. Yes. Yeah, whole other story. You know, it's bad when even the grandparents don't even want to watch. Them. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know this gets crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, but my wife and I would uh, twice a month. Uh, we would you know we would have date nights where. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I would pick the place or the activity one, you know, one day and then she would do it. And so, um, uh, you know, we had to be intentional about, it. of course, we like, you know, the, the spontaneous moments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, intimacy really doesn't happen. I've discovered during those spontaneous moments for the most part, you mm-hmm. have to allocate and set aside rather a date or a time and say, you know what? The phones are going on mm-hmm. silent. Uh, every distraction is 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 off. The kids are either sleeping or the kids are gone. And for the next fifteen minutes, or the ne- however long, you know, it's not even about sex. It's just about mm-hmm. me and you zoning in, locking in, whatever you want to talk about. It's mm-hmm. like me and you are in this square, this box. 
Let's let it all out. And let's talk. That's so good. And and, and so whatever works for your schedule, you may be able to do it once a week, uh, twice a week. You may be able to do it once a day or once a month. But, but, but I think that you have to intentionally put something on the Mm -hmm. calendar. It's amazing. We put everything on the calendar. Mm. But each other. Yeah, that's so true. But, 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 but moments of intimacy. If, if you look at our calendars, my wife and I, we, we you know, we have synced our calendars. You know, mm-hmm. she's a professional photographer, so her schedule is full. You know, she, you know, she shoots photos for Apostolic Clothing Company, and then she has other stuff going on. She works from home. I'm busy with the local church and all my, you know, speaking engaged, all kind of stuff going on. But, but, what, but, where is time for me and you? Where mm-hmm. you know where are intimate moments and stuff? So we schedule everything yes. else, kids, soccer practice, and all this stuff, but not each other. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. I think that's a start. I think that's a start. So Whatever good. works for your schedule, put it down. Here it is, and don't just put it down, but stick to it. Love mm-hmm. that. I love that too because the expectation is clear. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than guessing, you know, when are we going to be intimate? It's this clear expectation of. It's right here on the calendar. We can look forward to it. We can get excited about it. We can flirt and and send texts throughout the day knowing that our time is coming. And that's like you said, it's not to say that it eliminates spontaneity because you might have quick moments of intimacy, whether that's physical or emotional throughout the week. And see, I'm glad you said that because I, I don't want people to get locked in yeah. because, because that can also be an intimacy killer if you say, well, um, you know, we're not scheduled to Saturday. And so, you know, don't touch me or let's not have a moment. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. a killer as well, too. So leave totally. room, leave room for those spontaneous moments. But as you said, that can build up to mm-hmm. that um yeah. uh, schedule, schedule yes. time and stuff like that. So it's good. <laughs> it's good to hear somebody that's a pastor that's very busy like you. Um with those priorities in, in, in mind yes, of, you know, your relationship with God first, your wife and how it trickles down. I see many times where people have them disordered, like it's all over the place and, and their marriage, their family suffers. Uh, so, I mean, I'm kind of curious, how did you learn to manage that and, and to keep that correct prioritization? Well, I, well, I'm not sure that I've learned, you know, or 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 have or have the formula. Uh, but for me, I just realized that I don't I don't believe ministry success should equal marital failure. Oh, yes. That that's that's just me. And I've and I've seen it happen so many times. You know, my I'm a PK, my dad's a pastor, you know, I've 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 been around for a while and and, and I've seen it happen so many times where you know, particularly or specifically a man rises and God is using him and he's all over the world. He's saving the whole world, but his, but his own family at home is dying pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a minister, very well-known minister, preached camps, conferences, preached all the big events. Mm-hmm. He was traveling, you know, missed, you know, missed a lot of years of his kids growing up. And I'll never forget, I heard this story. <clears throat> uh, his, 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 his daughter Mabel was turning 14 and 15. He tried to correct her and she looked at him and said, what place do you have? I don't even know who you are. You don't even know who I am. Wow. She said, she said, she said, you haven't been around. You haven't, you haven't been home for anything. And now I'm 14, 15. You want to try to tell me how to live? Sure. She was out of order and out of place. Yeah. But there was some truth to that. Yeah. You know, you know, and so, and so for me, bro, you know, it, it, it comes down to this. When you consider Noah, 
Noah is Noah is credited for saving the first world. But the question is, who 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 was the first world? His family. That's right. His wife, his wife, his sons, and their wife. Because that was his world. Sure, he was a preacher of righteousness. Sure, he wanted everybody to you know to be saved and and you know escape the flood. But but at the end of the day, he had to make sure his family was in that ark. Yeah. And so that so that's how it is for me. I've traveled, I've preached camps and comes all over the nation, out of out of the country, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've seen hundreds get the Holy Ghost. I've seen all kinds of stuff, bro. And I give God glory for that. But at the end of the day, what did I profit if I see the whole world saved, but I lose my wife and my two kids at home? Yeah. So for me, everything that I do, especially my my my, my traveling and one thing this pandemic has been good for is that I haven't I haven't flown really one time this whole year. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been home and it has been a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's been great to spend, spend that, that extra quality time with my wife and my kids. It was nine o'clock PM last night. Check this out. Y'all nine o'clock PM kids supposed to be in bed. We're outside. I'm watering the grass. My son is over there dunking <laughs> on the basketball. <laughs> goal. You know, my, Nine o'clock. You know, I'm like, this awesome. Is yeah. You know, so so for me at the end of the day, everything I do, of course, God is first, but I have to make sure that I save my family. I love our parishioners, I love our members. I but I gotta make sure I save my wife and my mm-hmm. kids, period. Yes. Period. Yes. Oh, that's so because that looks like quality and quantity time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. Absolutely. So when we first uh well, like, you know. I really want to have Brother Wyman on uh, is when you did our post, our IG post. And in there, you mentioned, you know, putting our best foot forward, but not just dating, but putting our best foot forward always Mm -hmm. to our spouse. And of course, yes, we stink sometimes. Sometimes I forget to put on deodorant. Sometimes, (laughs) you know, like you have these things. We wake up, we still have coffee breath. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but you also mentioned you also mentioned in that post you said something like flannel pajamas and and knock knock zima. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people don't want to just ask, hey, you know, look nice for me at home. We're we're modest outside the home, but when we're inside the home, you know, we can we can also put our best foot forward in a way that's attractive to our spouse. And even sensual. That's it. The bedroom is under file. The bedroom mm-hmm. is under file. Can, can you speak to that just a, a little bit? Like, what does that mean to you? And and what advice could you give husbands and wives here? Yeah. You know, for me, um, uh, I can only speak from personal experience. My wife and I, I don't want, I don't want to sit up here today and act like we have a the perfect plan for that. Mm-hmm. But once again, this, this goes for both genders because if we're not careful, you know, we always attack the female and say what 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 she needs to do, and she needs to be sexy and stuff. But she also wants her her man to be sexy, for lack of a better word. Amen. And so, and so, with that being <laughs> with that being said, you know, of course, we live with each other um, forever until death do us part. So I don't expect for you know my wife, and I don't think she expects for me to come to bed every night. You know, looking like a model, looking like you know, mm-hmm. looking like I'm just whatever. Yeah. But I don't think married couples should come to bed every single night looking like uh, Quaker <laughs> Oats 
or you know, Raggedy Ann in it. I don't whatever. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that should happen. You know. Yeah. You know. And so. And so with that being said, once again, it's not just the female, because mm -hmm. if my wife was here, she would be a man to me because she has told me sometimes like, you know, why do you keep wearing that shirt? You know, the bed, honey. She said, I know you should not. <laughs> sometimes I wear like a, a Superman shirt or, or a Flash yeah. shirt. She's like, is that the only shirt you have? <laughs> That's funny. There, there could be an inside joke in that. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, my wife is very... Uh, subtle. So sometimes she'll say, uh, don't you have another shirt? <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. And, 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 and I know that that's a hint for me that she's tired of seeing this, you know, certain attire. And so I'll yeah. switch it up. You know, yeah. so once again, I don't, I don't have all the answers. I just think that every night women shouldn't come to bed with the rollers or, you know, in, in, in our culture, it's the, it's the head wrap. The flannel pajamas or the, the green mask on your face and all you see is little eyes and the cucumbers <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, not every single night. Sometimes come to bed with nothing on. Sometimes come to bed with, you know, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, almost nothing on. You know, there and, you go. Bed, and the man should do the same thing as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, once again, I, I don't know if it's once a week, twice a week, but I, I think that you need to be sensitive, you know, to your significant other and what they're feeling. And if they're dropping little hints and stuff, Please don't be oblivious and think that you know she's just or he's just talking. They really want to see some some changes, some differences, you know. That's good. So so good. Hey, that was well done. Yes. I I put you in a sticky situation there. <laughs> I was I was very I was very scared. <laughs> I know, right? That's good. Perfect. Well, as we transition to a close here, um, we want to hear from you. What are some recommended resources that you have for folks, um, maybe in this area or just in marriage in general? Right. Um, some, some of my favorite resources are the usual suspects. I love uh, Gary Chapman's, of course, The Five Love Languages. I mean, that's, that's the first book I recommend Classic, uh, yeah. to, to, to anybody. I don't, you know, I don't care if you're dating or you already married. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's the first book that I go to. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's another book by um, H. Norman and uh, Wes Roberts, Before You Say I Do. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar We're with that. We're not familiar that's, with that one. I don't one. think so. <clears throat> that's a book that, that my dad has used for many years for his premarital counseling. Okay. And I okay. kind of just came behind him and picked, and picked it up. And, and that's what I use now. Nice. Okay. We'll link that here in the show notes too. Awesome. Awesome. And I just discovered he also has a book uh, as a follow-up that's after you say I do. So he nice. has before you say I do, the premarital counseling, then the postmarital counseling like uh, after you say I do. Now, this is a book that a lot of people don't know, and I'm almost afraid to give it out because this is my secret weapon. <laughs> okay tell, tell us because we need more secret weapons honestly this you know this book is the foundation for where that 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 kind of um uh you know where i got the whole concept concept of the physic the physicality mm -hmm. aspect to dating and to marriage the name of the book is called dr r.a vernon's 10 rules of dating Ooh, it's called okay. dr r.a vernon 10 rules of dating and of course it's, it's written by r.a vernon he's a pastor uh, the church in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, okay. and uh, it's, it's it's an exceptional book. It's it's raw. It's down to earth. It may make you blush a little bit, but okay. but it's, it's it's the real deal. Okay. One of my favorite books, and this is the first time actually that I've ever recommended it, and I'm even doing it live. Oh my <laughs> lord, that's my secret weapon. Don't tell anybody. 
Oops. That's great. <laughs> we'll link it too in the show notes. Is it available on Amazon? It is. It is um, cool. everywhere. You can get it nice. from everywhere. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Book. Great. All right. Well, for those who are listening, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, we would love it if you took a moment to leave a review, leave a star rating. It just helps us reach many, many more couples. Yeah. All right. On to our dear young married couple letter. So, uh, Brother Myron, if you can think back to the first couple years of your marriage and think about the advice you wish you would have received and then fill in the blank, dear young married couple. Advice I wish I would have received before I got married um, is that it's okay to fight. Mm-hmm. Hope it's okay to say that. So good. Yep. It's okay. Uh, Let's explain it's okay it. to fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Right in your face. It's okay to fight. Go- going into marriage, I was obsessed with you know trying to have the picture perfect you know marriage. I'm a minister, and you know, and mm-hmm. and 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 I, I really tried to avoid conflict. I tried to avoid confrontation. And I thought that I was doing the right thing uh, by holding stuff in and just, you know, taking it to God in prayer and, but not really taking it to her. Mm. And eventually those things would come out. And when they came out, it was ugly. (laughs) It it, it was, it was bad, especially the first couple of years Mm -hmm. um, of our marriage, because you're taking two totally different people from two totally different worlds and you're crashing them together. I don't care how much premarital counseling you have. I don't care how saved you are. Yeah. I don't care how physically attracted you. I don't care how much money you already have saved in the bank. You're still taking two different people, putting them in the same house on the same roof forever. There's going to be disagreements. Yes. There, there, you know, there's going to be quarrels. And so, and so if, 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 if I could go back, that's that's one thing I wish that I would have addressed earlier. That it's okay to fight. Now here's the caveat: it's okay to fight, but you still have to fight fair. Mm-hmm. That, yes. that now, now now that's that's the caveat. Don't miss that. Don't mm-hmm. don't go off here and say, "Oh, oh, oh Myron said we can fight." And you go home and y'all start tearing the house up, throwing dishes. And <laughs> no, you have to fight fair. That means no name calling. Yeah, and I know we're all. I know we're all. We're, we're apostolics and we're saved and stuff like that, Christians, but mm-hmm. no cussing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's sad you to say that to even Christians, but no, yep. no cussing. Yep. No, like I said, no breaking dishes and, and, and tearing up clothes and, and, and lighting stuff on fire. This stuff happened, y'all. Not just on movies. This stuff <laughs> happened, you know. And please, no name calling. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no, no bringing up the past and all the type of yep. stuff. Yep. But just sit down and. You know, just share your heart. Yeah. Get it out. Don't hold it in because if you hold it in, then bitterness and anger sets in. And trust me, you think that you're doing the right thing by holding it in, but later down the road, it's gonna be a huge blow up. Even the Absolutely. Bible says in Ephesians 4:26, be angry and sin not. It's okay to fight, it's okay to it's okay to be angry, just don't sin and yeah. do not let the sun go down on your wrath. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I would tell uh my younger self. It's okay to fight. Just make mm. sure you fight fair. You'll be better from it on the other side. That's so, so good. good. So many practical tips. For for those who want to get in contact with Brother Weidman, if you want more advice or resources, he can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Myron Weidman Jr. We're so thankful to have you. Thank you for being willing to 
to tackle this uh, this topic. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's been our honor to have you on and we appreciate it. We hope to have you back on the podcast soon. Definitely. It would be my honor. Thank you guys so much. I watch you from afar. I love you guys. I tell everybody about you and hopefully we can work it out to get you guys here to Atlanta after Aww. this COVID-19 stuff subsides. <laughs> we love, love you guys sure. so much. Keep, hey, keep love doing you. what you're doing. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance, with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple, and we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right, see you next week.